fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast. It's John. It's Pat. It's... Pat, can you jump? No, I cannot jump. Okay, I can't either, I am, so... I, I, am, I am most assuredly... I, yeah, I can't jump. Okay, all right. So this movie title is not just a clever name. <laughs> yes, in, in my case, it is most assuredly not just a clever name. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this episode is going to be White Men Can't Jump, and and if the two of us are any indication, the the title is true. Yes, the title is accurate. Very quickly, we spoil the movies that we talk about. We chat freely here, so as the conversation flows, so do the possible spoilers. This is really your only warning, so Mm -hmm. you have been warned. We're, We're just talking here, so. Yeah. Also, visit our website, 30podcast.com. While you are there, you can leave a rating review for us. You can leave a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. We love every time we get a voicemail and we get to respond to it on the show. And you can also become a co-executive producer via Patreon if you head over to our donate page. Get over there. There is a bunch of great stuff over at Patreon if you join there. At this point, it's like... 23, I think it's 23 full-length bonus episodes, and then we've got several of the Patreon shorts that we've been doing recently. Just did one on the movie Creep Show from 1982. Gonna do one with Jeff here pretty soon on The Secret of Nim from 1982, the Don Bluth movie. Lots of good stuff. And and then, Pat, you and I did the one on motorcycle movies. That was fun! That was, that was fun. fun. It was fun for me. It was maybe the only person that had fun, but I had fun with I, it. I had fun. I just, uh, my, my knowledge is about... Yay, big. Hey, we all we all do what we can. And I found that commercial I referenced. The commercial that was like was you the know, hurricane one? With the hurricane one. Yeah. I shared that out, didn't I? Even even ninjas have to hide from the storm or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then it's coming in the spring of the new and they're advertising a motorcycle. Yeah. Which and then as I sent it out to you guys, then all of a sudden it hit me and I told I'm just like Unless, like, what the reference is, you're like, okay, why is there a ninja versus a motorcycle? Like, I don't get right. that. But this, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had fun with that one. Sorry, And see, now I'm making this one about motorcycles. That's fine. You see how that this, works? You, you can make this one about anything that you want. I mean, eventually we're going to talk white men can't jump, but. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I do have kind of a funny story from earlier today that you and I were involved in. Our good friend Jason mm-hmm. Colvin from the Shirley yes. Can't Be Serious podcast. I guess he's got a friend that very soon is going to be coming through Chicago and going to be staying near the airport. So yes. I, I don't know if I want to say that Jason made the mistake of texting us and asking, where could someone get some Chicago-style pizza mm-hmm. near the airport if they're staying near there? And I, I want to say we wrote back a small novella Oh yeah, of pizza oh, yeah. options in Chicago. 
Yeah, it was. So. And you're right, because it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm hungry for pizza now. <laughs> it's we, we did. We turned it. I think we even said that we turned it into the 30 something food cast. Right. As, as we are well, wont to do. And and the Cliff's Note version is everything. I just didn't have the time to type out your response, but I was thinking everything you said, which was essentially, curiously enough, I guess they say if you're real traditional, well, traditional, you're real, boy, I'm going to get in trouble, I suppose, when I say this, but oh. like a lot of Chicago people like thin crust pizza. The deep dish thing is not as prevalent, right? How would you say that? You know what I'm saying? I. Oh, Pat just said that deep dish is not a Chicago tradition. <laughs> it's actually not, but that's okay. Well, yeah, but the, then the the flip side of it is like uh, it is. It's like when when people come to Chicago, like when when, and I'm not originally from Chicago, but so right. it it took me a little while to learn this too. But that technically, the actual Chicago, like for the most part. I think a, a lot of people around Chicago, if you're going to go for pizza, you're going to tend to go for some of the thin, crispy, like some of the best places. I've Best places I've never been to yet are the places that are in the city somewhere and they've got like the super, super thin, super crispy crust pizza. But everybody just thinks of, because we have the deep dish, everybody thinks of the deep dish as being like everybody in Chicago eats that all the time. Right. But I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, I do on occasion, but you know, for the most part, a lot of the best places are going to be are going to be the thin crust places, right? And then it's and well, the further compound things. My my dad was never a big deep dish fan. Okay, right. So growing up, we would always get like the the thin crust stuff. Yeah, and not just like when we're going to the local like you know college pizza, get it at two a.m. type thing. But I mean, right. so we get that. Now Tammy's family really liked the deep dish. I eat, you know. Hey, do you, what kind of pizza do you like? Yes. Yes. So, but then that was, I just found that fascinating that there's people saying, oh, well, deep dish isn't this and what's that and the other thing. But then you take a look and it's, it's pretty unique. So, well, then where did deep dish pizza come from then is my question. And then I find out that like, wasn't it like they say that Lou Malnati, like his dad, which I don't know if it was Lou Malnati senior or some other Malnati was the guy that started Pizzeria Uno, which they say is the first pizza. Like mm-hmm. right. I, yeah, I just, I thought, I find food history fascinating. Yeah. I find eating food fascinating. I also so, find eating food fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm telling a, you, though, I'm but yeah, we, I feel like we've had this we conversation. Gave a book. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we wrote a book of stuff, and then as we were going, it's, oh, by the airport? Well, there's this, there's this, there's this, but then you also have this. Now, if you want to drive, there's this. If you want to drive the other direction, there's this. And so, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, it kind of depends on how much you're willing to drive for pizza. Yes. I'm willing to drive far. I took my son four hours for tacos a few weekends ago. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pat, I'm gonna. I, I know we gotta get. From the- I know we gotta get on to uh, white men can't jump here in a minute, but I, I gotta. I gotta share, and I don't know if I've shared this one before. One of my favorite pizzas, and it is a deep dish one. One of my favorite pizzas is a place that's up near up near where I live, just a couple miles away from where I live, and it's called Silo mm-hmm. Pizza. And the, the yes. restaurant is. Have you ever been? Have you been there before? I have been there before. Very Silo, good. Silo Pizza, very good pizza. My favorite one, and it's, it's a little it's a little quirky, but it's good, is the seafood pizza. 
Ooh. Oh, it's, tell it's, us of the pizza. I will tell you of the pizza. I will read it directly from the menu because I didn't want to get any of it wrong. And actually, this was, they had it on WGN's Chicago's Best several years ago as being one of the, like, signature pizzas that they have there. According to the menu, it is a unique blend of snow crab, pollock, shrimp, and white clam sauce. Oh, my goodness. On a deep dish pizza. Wow. Wow. And that's your pizza. That's your go-to. It's good stuff. It it sounds amazing. That might be my favorite pizza. Really? Your favorite pizza ever? Might be. That is beyond cool. Yeah. It might be my favorite. It is really good stuff. Cool. Cool. Very cool. But, yeah, now I'm hungry for pizza. That's the dilemma with talking about pizza. And I think we were trying to help our friends out from the Shirley podcast with their, their buddy that was coming through Chicago. As we were texting this information, the response was, dang, now I'm hungry, guys. We got to we gotta get together and, like, have some pizza. That's what I'm saying. Either either at some point we got to head down towards Oklahoma or they've got to head up here and, and we'll have a little uh, worlds collide kind of thing going on here. I, I, like, I like everything that's being discussed here. That'd be good stuff. We can do a little, what do you call it? You go bar hopping. What do you call it? Pizzeria hopping? Yeah. I think that's an idea. I I think that's a great idea. I'm I'm on board. I'm in. I'm in. That's interesting. What would you like to do next? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you had me at pizza. Right. Right. No. All right. Let's see. Do we got anything else? I was trying to think if there's any other like news or anything else that needs to be shared before we get into white men can't jump. I thought white men don't jump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> between between white men can't jump and talking about the surely you can't be serious podcast, I'm like surely white men don't podcast. Yeah, that's right. Which which that's, is very wrong. It's like right, right. I, that's I, I would you imagine know. the majority are white men. All right. I don't think we have anything else. Yeah, I think we're good. I, kind of exciting. This will be this will be a couple weeks old, maybe by the time this episode comes out. But the episode where I got to interview the author, Andy Fry, about his book, The 90 Days in the 90s. That, yeah. That episode came out, I think, was it today? I think it came out today. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to get to talk to him, get to talk about his book and just kind of like his process for writing it and, and all that. So, yeah. So thank you, Andy. Andy, if you're listening to this one, thank you for sitting down with me for a little bit and talking about your book. And yeah, can't wait to, can't wait to see if, I don't know if he's going to do a sequel to the book, but if he writes another one, I can't wait to see his, his next one. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And I think... I think, well, at the time you're you're listening to this episode, that will have already come out as well. But I think within the next day or couple of days, our episode where we did the the thrice crossover, a, th- a, thr- a throssover, a throssover, a throssover. I'm going to call it a throssover with the Docking Bay 77 pod and the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. We did the Star Wars trivia showdown. Yes. And that was super exciting. I think that one's probably coming out just within the next few days. By the time people listen to this one, it'll already be out. But it'll, uh, that, it'll be out. that one was also a lot of fun. So all kinds cool. of good stuff. We, we've actually had a lot of stuff come out in August. So it's been a little busy. It it has been a busy month. We've put, we've put a lot of fun content up there. Hopefully yeah. people are enjoying because we sure had a lot of fun recording it. Can I tell you the one I'm really looking forward to coming up this next what do you, month? What are you looking forward to, John? Star Trek Two. Oh, are you, aren't we though? We're doing, aren't we we're doing the uh, 40th anniversary 
spectacular for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I think, fingers crossed, we're going to be able to get one of our Patreon patrons on with that one. I think. Oh, that um, would be great. Yeah. I think uh, Rob Perry was going to come on with us for that one. So cool. That will be, that'll be a lot of fun. So cool. That's awesome. I've been listening to the soundtrack to get myself ready for it. Like when we, when we record oh, yeah. like two weeks from now. Yes. Yes. And yes. More. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we start, I have to actually close out the browser tab with the silo menu on it. Cause otherwise that's going to cause me some problems. Yeah, I know. It's I, I just keep looking at yeah. like bacon and what? Yeah, I know. Baking powder. Squeeze me. Pizza. I definitely smell a pork product of some kind. Mm. All right. Okay. White men can't jump. Let's do that one. White Men Can't Jump came out on the 27th of March, 1992, rated R, with a runtime of... Let me just comment very, very quickly. It was difficult to find audio clips that I could use in this episode because we try to be yep. as family-friendly as possible. And when my mm-hmm. wife was watching this with me, she was like, wow, don't play a drinking game to the F word in this movie. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you won't make it halfway through the movie. So rated R for some fairly obvious reasons. Runtime was one hour, 55 minutes, directed by Ron Shelton, who also directed Bull Durham and Tin Cup. He also wrote the movie. He also wrote Bull Durham and Bad Boys 2. Producers were David V. Lester and Don Miller. Lester produced Shawshank Redemption and Air Force One. Miller produced Blaze and Sibling Rivalry. Cinematography was done by Russell Boyd, who did Crocodile Dundee and Master and Commander. Also an amazing movie. Editor for this one was Kimberly Ray and Paul Sador. Ray did The Thing and Tin Cup. Sador did Hollywood Homicide and Turner and Hooch. Budget for this one was $31 million. Box office was $90.8 million. Flick Metrics gives it a 66%, and Cinema Score gives it a B+. Wesley okay. Snipes played Sidney Dean, who's in Major League, Jungle Fever, and the Blade movies. Woody Harrelson played Billy Hoyle. He was in Cheers, Natural Born Killers, and Zombieland. Rosie Perez was Gloria Clemente. She was in Do the Right Thing, It Could Happen to You, and Night on Earth. Tyra Farrell played Rhonda Dean. She was in Boys in the Hood and ER. Silk Cozart played Robert. He was in Conspiracy Theory and Hot Shots. Marcus Johnson played Raymond. Is that you, Roman? No, it's not me, Raymond. He was in Dark City and The Gambler. Not the Kenny Rogers, The Gambler, but a different. I think it, was, mm-hmm. I think it might have been Mark Wahlberg, Gambler. Probably a different movie. I don't know if yes. Mark Wahlberg... Hmm. Trying to picture Mark, Mark... Well, I guess his brother can sing. Can Mark Wahlberg sing? Well, I... I don't know. Marky Mark from the Funky Bunch. I don't know how well, much yeah, did he... Yeah. I'll see. I was so. thinking of Donnie. Yeah, I guess Marky Mark... Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, he, I guess it could be like a version of The Gambler. On a warm summer's eve. Yeah, that one. Kadeem Hardison played Junior. He was in A Different World and Renaissance Man. Ernest Hardin Jr. played George. He was in Hollywood Homicide and Three Days of the Condor. John Marshall Jones played Walter. He was in For All Mankind and The Morning Show. Bill Henderson, who died in 2016, played one of the Venice Beach Boys. He was in Clue and City Slickers. Sonny Craver played one of the other Venice Beach Boys. He was in Mimi and Me. And John Hendricks, who died in 2017, played the other one of the Beach Boy- Venice Beach Boys, and he was in a movie called Foreign Student. Eloy Casados, who died in 2016, played Tony Stuckey. He was in Hollywood Homicide and Frost Nixon. And Frank Rossi played Frank Stuckey. He was in Days of Our Lives and The Criminal Mind. Some fun trivia with this one. So Woody Harrelson was better at basketball, according to IMDb, significantly better at basketball 
than Wesley Snipes was. But in the movie, they're depicted as being equals, even though Woody Harrelson's character can't dunk. But yeah, apparently Woody Harrelson was actually the better basketball player. Oh, that's fun. Somebody was quoted, I think the director was quoted in an interview somewhere saying that Wesley Snipes was not a good basketball player. He was a good athlete. He just was not necessarily a good basketball player. Hmm. Interesting. He said, Very. yeah, actually, it was it was the uh, it was the writer and director said he walked on the court trash talking and it didn't matter if he had any game. He showed up with more attitude and less jump shot than anybody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, these guys sure brought their characters to life. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. And, uh, and Wesley Snipes actually responded to that comment. And he said, I, I had great handles, great passing, great defense. But every shot I took was a brick. He said, every time I shot it, even if it didn't go in, I talked like it did. I made you believe that you were lucky it didn't go in. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. A couple of the other things they said that Woody and Wesley Snipes kind of instantly got along with each other and that the director said that Woody was really good at whatever whatever Wesley said, Woody would almost immediately have some kind of a comeback to it. So like a lot of the stuff that you see where they're playing off each other was very natural. You know, that's, the, the two of them, like one would make a comment, the other one would come back immediately. That's fun. That's very fun. And you can tell because as they're going back and forth on each other in this movie, it's, it's almost like too fast for it to not be natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very much so. And I, I'm almost thinking now that here you say it, I, I wish they were in more movies together. Yeah. Because there was there, there was a lot that was it was cool. Anyways, continue. I don't want to derail it, but yeah, it it's very fun. What they need, what they need is, and and this is kind of giving a little bit of a foreshadowing for one of our three questions later on. They need a crossover between Blade and Zombieland. Oh yeah. You could have, oh yeah. You could have vampires and zombies, and then you got Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes teaming up with each other. I, I see no problems with this. I, I'd buy that for a dollar. Mm -hmm. According to their basketball instructors that they had on the set, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, by the time they had started filming or had finished filming this movie, they said that they had reached the skill level to be able to start for an NCAA Division Three team. Mm. So that's not bad. That's like a, yeah. million, a million times better than I could do. Yeah, that's... Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I know. Some people would be like, Division Three. Come on. That's not mm -hmm. that great. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I'm not a good basketball player, so there you go. No. Mm -mm. No. I'm not even necessarily great at watching basketball sometimes. Really? Yeah. You struggle with that? I, I mean, a little bit. I just, I okay. So this will also foreshadow a little bit of one of my answers to the three questions later on. Okay. I have struggled to watch a full basketball game. Since really? the Bulls won their last championship. Okay. That I just have not been as interested. So there's that, and then the only stretch of time where I really was was religiously, consistently, ecumenically watching basketball was the year that the Fighting Illini were in the finals. I think it was 2000, okay. 2004, maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they okay. were in the finals against North Carolina. So that was probably the last time... I have watched a full basketball game. All right. Michael Jordan's last game with the Bulls, the last championship, uh, that would have been the last time I watched a, an NBA game from start to finish. Gotcha. Gotcha. I understand, man. Hey, it's, there's. Yeah. 
each to their own. Which is fine. It's not because I don't like the sport. It's just, I don't know. I just, I really liked the Bulls. When the Bulls were at their peak, I just, I was, I really liked watching the Bulls. It was just such a fun thing to watch. Jordan mm-hmm. and Pippen and Rodman and Kerr and Coach and Longley and all those guys play. Oh, yeah. Ron Harper and, and it's all those guys. And then when that kind of went away, I was like, eh, okay. It's hard to top that, just the yeah. drama and the dramatic and the right. and I know everything. I know there's been other great players since then, but I just kind of like, I don't know, I just have not connected with them as much as with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. One funny nope, thing that happens in the movie is in the film, Woody Harrelson's character makes a reference to suspected John F. Kennedy assassin Lee Harvey Oswald. And mm-hmm. in real life, Woody Harrelson's own father had also been targeted as a possible accomplice in the killing. Now, I have heard that. That's crazy. So we, I think we forgot to mention that. I had it in my notes, and I forgot to mention it when we did our JFK episode all the way back. Okay. I got stuck on the whole back and to the left. Mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. left, and and I com- I think I completely forgot to mention the stuff that I had written down about Woody Harrelson and his father. So so kind of interesting that he would drop that reference in this movie. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's that's crazy. So they thought his dad was an accomplice. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, they thought that he was involved in the in the killing somehow. Hmm. Supposedly. There is a remake being made of White Men Can't Jump. It is, I believe, it is being filmed currently. Uh huh. And who is going to play who? I don't think they have the actors yet. I, or at least I haven't seen anything. The last thing I heard was maybe they had started pre-production on the movie. Okay. Um, in May of this year, but I don't know that I've seen anything about who is going to be playing the characters. I, the note I have here is that it's going to be directed by, and I don't. I, people can forgive me. I don't recognize these names. Directed by Charles Kidd the second, and written by Kenya Barris. Okay. So, but I don't know that I've seen anything about actors that'll be in it. So, all right. Well, and then last thing I've got trivia wise, kind of a fun one. Local Venice basketball player legend Ron Beals appears as the player with the gray beard and purple spandex shorts in the opening game. I, okay. So I was wondering that. That was the, when I saw that, I'm like, man, that's an old guy to be playing. But then I'm like, he looks very natural. So I wonder if he's, Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's cool. So it says he is considered the pioneer of the jump shot while playing at Loyola in the 59 to 1960 season. Oh, wow. Jeez. To this day, he is celebrated annually in Venice Beach with a Ron Beals Day event. Ron Beals played every day until his death at 78 from a stroke. Man, good for him. He looked good. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that guy was that age, dang, he looked good. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Let me do the synopsis real quick. We'll play the play the trailer for you, and then we'll get into our major moments. Uh, yeah, man. So the this movie, in a world where Billy Hoyle is a white basketball hustler who banks on black players, underestimating his skills on the court, pulls one over on Sidney Dean. When his victim sees a lucrative opportunity and they become partners in the con game, plying their trade across the courts of Los Angeles. Meanwhile... Billy has to keep one step ahead of mobsters to whom he owes money while staying on the good side of his Jeopardy-obsessed wife. Oh, it is hard work being this good. Oh, oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Baby, give it up. Turn it loose. It's not about black. I don't mean to brag, but I'm the greatest. That's because you never saw me. It's not about white. Honey, I'm home. How much money did you make today? 
I miss you too. I'm sorry, honey. It's about green. I want to find out how good you are, chump. Come on, hey, nigga. I'm your white shadow. I have a business proposal for you, as if you don't mind hustling. What kind of hustle? <laughs> $500, baby, and you can pick my teammate. Give him the chump. You mean play basketball? Hey, pretty Shut your anorexic, malnutrition, tapeworm having, overdose, Dick Gregory, Bahamian diet drinking. Give me my money. I seen you hustle. Hey, I never use no goofy white mother. Hey, who you calling goofy white mother? You, you. Five hundred divided by two. How much do you love me? I love you, Infinity. Oh, Billy, you're so stupid. You should have said I love you, Infinity plus Infinity. We shoot you, Billy. But first, we want the money. There are rules to hustling. There's an ethics involved. Yeah, that you wouldn't know a damn thing about. <laughs> Will you explain to this Gladys Knight and the pimps? It's pips! The pips! Winning and losing is all one big organic lobule. I hate it when you talk like that. Oh! You got that big Z in your fro, man. What are you, the black Zorro? What are you doing? I'm doing two things. What? I'm making them mad. Most guys don't play good when they're mad. Look, you know you're embarrassing me. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I'm doing. I only have four words for you. White men can't jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> All right. So, some major moments for this one. Actually, I did a little bit of, uh, while the trailer was playing, I did a little bit of searching for some potential actors that could be in the remake of it. And it looks like, at some point, they were considering, it looks like Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller. To possibly be the characters. All right. Well, hey, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge. I'd I'd yeah. love to see that. I like both those guys. In just listening to the trailer, well, I've got a bunch of thoughts, but I'm gonna keep it to one. I, I when he says I love you, Infinity, mm-hmm. and she says, Oh, Billy, you gotta say it's infinity to the infinity or something like that. Yeah. Infinity times infinity. In the movie, at least the version I saw, I think she said Oh, Billy, that's not a number or something like that. I wonder, I, I, either I'm totally misremembering it or maybe this trailer features is, could could the trailer feature like an outtake or a drop take or, she, you know, if they change the line? No, she tells him, she tells him you should have said infinity times infinity. Oh, and okay. Then, and then he okay. says something like that's not a number or, or something like that. Oh. And then she says something else. But in between all that, she does say like infinity plus one, and he's. I think he says like infinity plus two or or something. Oh, okay, um, okay. So I'm off. Okay, I'm sorry. Just yeah, random but, thoughts listening to the trailer. Yeah, but I feel like there was there was something more there. Okay, okay. So maybe just the way I remember. All right, man. Sorry, yeah. sorry to derail. Oh no, no, not at all. So major moments in this one. I've got six to kind of carry us through the plot of this one so this we'll, we'll just kind of walk through the plot a little bit with these major moments real quick and then we'll get into some of our our deeper thoughts we'll see if we can slam dunk some deeper thoughts here so major moment number one is billy and sydney meet so this is the the beginning of the movie you see woody harrelson pull up in the in the such a nice car and he pulls up in his car you see him get out kind of check out the area he meets the venice beach boys and uh, he meets sydney for the first time he's kind of sitting there watching as the games are going on and from the first moment, now, I, I had not seen this movie before. This is my first time watching the movie. Wait, had, what? Yeah, it was my first time watching it. 
Wow. Okay, because I got a big reveal coming up later about something that I still have yet to see. But go ahead, continue. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so this is my first time watching it. And my wife was watching watching this with me. Actually, the, it helped because the kids were out of the house. They were off with my mom and my sister doing some, like, back-to-school shopping. So yep. we could actually watch an R-rated yep. movie in the middle of the day. Right. So we were watching this, had never seen it before. We both said, well, I, I remember the, I remember seeing the, the VHS cover, or I remember posters in the video store, you know, seeing this one. The, the cover is the one that it's got Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes on the front of it, but had never actually watched this movie. And we were both just howling when they have, especially when they're doing all the trash talking and everything else, and especially when it gets into Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes trash talking each other. It's just such a fun way to, to start the movie. Like, it just... Immediately, you are right off the bat, the trash talking, the basketball, the one-upping each other. It's just, it's you get right on into it. Yeah, they they take you from point A to point B very quickly in the, in, in the world that this movie is set in. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, then, well, and it's got some of the funny side characters, too. And I'll admit that I did not remember, and I still can't remember, a lot of the different side characters' names. I just kind of remember their personalities. And I love, yes. that, I love that one guy that it was, it was his buddy, and he's like, we're going we're gonna to bet this money. And once I get this money, he's like, we're going to go to Sizzler? Yeah, we're going to go eat the Sizzler. We're going to Sizzler. We're going to Sizzler. Yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll go to Sizzler. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. There it is. But then they they finish that first game, and Woody Harrelson, Billy, totally ends up showing up. Sydney wins the game, wins the money. We we also get the indication here that Sydney has got a wife and a kid, and that maybe instead of having a straight job, this is what he does. He does these kind of hustles with basketball, and that's how he makes some of his money. We do kind of learn later on that he's got he's doing like a tiling business and a painting business and a roofing business. So he's doing all this other stuff. But I think the one that he, he loves most, the one he has the most fun with is just going to be the basketball hustles. Yes. So we kind of get some, some characterization for him right off the bat too. We get to see his, his wife and, and uh, baby show up there at the court and he's, he's kind of, she is asking him for money so they can, I think go get some more groceries. <laughs> and then once Billy beats him, the first time then we kind of get into this series of then Sydney shows up and has a proposition for him and they're ready for major moment number two is the small time hustles we've got this whole series of Sydney and Billy showing up to different courts and Sydney kind of running his mouth and he's like hey you know what I'll, I'll play I'll play you guys I'm gonna put up my money this I'm gonna put up this much money and you know what I am so confident you can pick anybody here pick anybody here you want to be my partner anybody you want and of course Billy will show up either he'll show up a little bit late coming off the the train at one point or he's sitting there on the bench and they're like I'm I want the goofy guy over there goofy white guy that's going to be your partner and he's like no man anybody anybody but him anybody who is it's got to be it's got to be another black guy can't be him and uh, but every single time they always pick him as the uh, as Sydney's partner and then of course as things get going they quickly learn that it was a setup But those small-time hustles, I think when they start getting through those small-time hustles, that's kind of fun right there at the beginning. Yeah, and I like that they kind of take you a tour around to different basketball courts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, and I, I, this movie seemed like another one of those movies that seemed very L.A. Yes. Like I feel like you get a tour of L.A. and, and 
And so I always thought as a kid, when I saw it, I always thought that that was cool. Just the idea that it wasn't one court. You'd go around, the courts look different. The backboards were a little bit different. Yeah. I, I always thought that that was cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the one I really enjoyed was they are, they're hustling Raymond, who's this big, tall guy and uh, played by Marcus Johnson. And I was listening to an interview, and I, I completely have blanked out on who he was saying, but there was a guy who actually did some of the stuff that Raymond's character does in this movie, like carries the switchblade around with him, and actually goes and robs a store that he has tried to rob multiple times. And, and it's ridiculous because he said the guy that he based his character off of was easily a seven-foot-tall guy and said that he would go into the, in, in real life, would go into this convenience store he had robbed a couple of times, put a mask on, and it's like, who's not going to be able to tell that it's the same seven-foot-tall guy that lives in the neighborhood and has robbed the store several times? So Marcus Johnson, the actor, said that was actually based off of true events. That's 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 amazing. I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. That's just crazy. I, I love but that whole scene. scene. It fit whole, as a scene. Oh, I love it. That whole scene where he goes and he gets his gun out of the car and then he goes to the store. I've got the, let me fire up the audio for us. Hey, give me your money. Raymond, that's you. No, 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 this ain't Raymond. Nah, take off that mask and put down that gun. What you trying to do? Look, man, I got me a couple of chumps on the line over here at the park, man. Come on, man, loan me some money, man. Loan me some money. Get out of here. All right. Hey, look, man, you need you a good gun, man, because there's some crazy walking around this neighborhood a lot crazier than me. Give me $300 for it. I'll give you $200. Oh, come on, man, $275. $250. All right, all right. But now you robbing me. <laughs> I love that scene, especially when he's like, give me your money. Raymond, is that you? No, nah, man, it's not Raymond. Yeah, I know. That's great. And then he ends up pawning the gun off to him. And right. <laughs> yes, that was yeah. just a really, it was a great scene. Yeah. Then they get into the tournament. So when they, there's a point in which Sydney actually hustles Billy and gets his money from him. So then Billy and his wife show up and they're like, no, give us our money back. That's not, that's not how this should work. We were working together. We were partners. And of course, Sydney's wife isn't, <laughs> Excuse me. It's not down with that either because she wants to get out of the neighborhood they're living in. And so they actually the wives come up with this plan where the two guys are going to go into this high stakes tournament and that's how they're going to get their money back. I really like that scene. I like the scene where the two wives are just like, we don't get it. And you guys got to step, you know, yeah. this is and, oh, no, you can't do that. And then they I, I really enjoy that, you know. Yeah. And, and just, they come in and he's like, I can't believe we're, I'm not getting off this bus. We can't. Then they're at the door and then they come in and the two wives go talk. They're arguing, yeah. but they band, they band together against the guys and the guys were all fighting, but then now they're watching the game. Yeah, That scene just really was fun to watch also. Yeah. Yeah. So they get into the tournament and the tournament actually has, as Sydney and Billy are kind of off to the side, watching the people that they're going to play later on in the tournament. Um, has some great moments where Billy is trying to throw everybody off their game, especially the two guys that they know that they're probably going to face in the finals. And I, one of my favorite parts, of course, I mean, this is another of the just constant trash-talking stuff, but one of my other favorite parts, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie was where he keeps, like, taunting them, and he's like, you guys are just throwing bricks everywhere, aren't you? Just bricks all over the place. And then he says this. Let's stop right now and let's just gather up all these bricks and let's build a shelter for the homeless. 
so that maybe your mother has a place to live. And your sister, too. I want your mother and your sister out of my house immediately. Outstanding. Outstanding. It It is so well done. Yeah. I, I, I almost kind of like... I get the same vibe watching this. No, I don't get the same vibe watching this movie. But I think I like this movie a lot for the same reason that I love the movie Rounders. And that's going to sound really crazy. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it was like, I don't play basketball. I like watching it. I mean, I I just, I'm not very good playing it. Just like Rounders, I don't play poker. I can't play cards worth a darn. And, uh, but, like, the scenes, the, the, the feel of the movie, the dialogue, the acting, the all those things just really just suckers me in. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah. And and I don't know. I don't even know why that came up for that scene. But it's just like I'm sitting here watching it. I'm like, I could listen to these guys talk all day. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. I just, like, enjoy hearing it. And it's kind of the same thing with, with that other movie, with Rounders. So it's just fun to listen to these guys deliver their lines in character. It's fun to see these guys in character. They're fun characters. I think that's what it comes down to. That's what I'm trying to say in a roundabout manner. Well, and that's with this movie, it's you, I could just listen to them talk. If this was a podcast or just like an audio thing, I would just listen to them talk or do the, or, or do the trash talk. And everything. I mean, just the fact that yes. you have the basketball movie to go along with it, that's just icing on the cake. Yes, exactly. Or as, as Spock would say, sauce for the goose. Mr. Savick. You are correct, sir. So we we come out of the tournament. They have their money. And I love that scene at the end of the tournament where where the second place guys are like, you told us it'd be 1500 And the judges are just like, let's pay them and get out of here. Let's just pay them and get out of here. I, I like the, the commentary on that. I like yes. the way that they, just the whole, that whole thing was yeah. was entertaining. Yeah. So they get out of the tournament. They got their money. And, of course, this is this is part of Billy's big problem is Billy just doesn't kind of, he doesn't really know when the hustle should end. And he's not very good at that. And that's why ultimately, spoiler alert, later in the movie, he ends up losing Gloria because he just can't stop. And so he and Sydney are out, I think later that same night after they've won the tournament and they're kind of arguing back and forth. And he's, and I think Sydney keeps asking him like, man, why did, why didn't you dunk? Like there were several opportunities you could have dunked. You didn't do it. And he's like, yeah, I can dunk. He's like, I, you know what? I think you can't dunk. Like, yeah, I can totally dunk. And he's like, no, white white men can't jump. Boy, I usually only get this excited when they say the title of a movie in the movie. I'm telling you, these drug dealers represent a clear and present danger to the United States. Yeah, yeah, he said it. He said it. So I also get excited when I hear the title of the movie spoken in the movie. Agreed. It's like we're on some kind of Star Trek Nicely played. We need to have a cricket sound. <laughs> I, I used to have a cricket sound. I think I took it away because it got too awkward. So Billy loses all of his money because he bets Sydney that he can dunk the ball, and he ultimately cannot. So then he's got to go back and tell Gloria that he, he buys her a, a nice dress, and then he goes back and tries to tell her that he lost the money, and that's the point at which she leaves him. Which leads us to major moment number five, where... Sydney has a friend who can potentially help resolve this issue, and he actually works on the studio lot where they film Jeopardy. And Gloria has been wanting to be on Jeopardy. She has been studying. That's her character's thing. She's been studying to be on Jeopardy for who knows how long, but she is constantly reading up on what seems like useless trivia, you know, foods that start with the letter Q, things like that. 
She knows all the presidents in order backwards. And so she's been studying for this. And it just so happens that one of the guys that Sydney plays with on the courts is a security guard at the studios where they film Jeopardy. And he gets it, gets it so that she's able to get in. She gets in and she, she answers some questions. She's not so good at the sports questions, but for the rest of it, she tears it up. And I think she ends up winning a little over $14,000 on her first show. And at that point, she's totally convinced that she could keep running for quite a while and be one of the Jeopardy champions for a while. Yeah, man, that was an awesome scene. I, and, and the first setup when it was like, who is Babe Ruth? And he's like, Babe Ruth? Yeah, she's not good at sports. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, yeah, that was pretty fun. So they get her on Jeopardy, and she ultimately gives some money, I think about $2,000. She gives it to Billy and, and basically says, look, I, I want you to take this. Go buy yourself some clothes. Get, get yourself all together so that you can go on some job interviews. She wants him to kind of go, go the straight and narrow. And, uh, you know, do this, uh, get an honest job and, and not do this basketball hustling anymore. And he, he just can't do it. He has, Sydney comes back and is like, hey, we got, if we do this one last game, these, these big time guys are, are back in town. And if we do this one last game, we can make a bunch of money. And so he, he chooses the game over the girl. And ultimately she leaves him and leaves him for good. Yeah. Yeah, I felt... <laughs> That part made me like when he gambles the money and loses it all. You know what I'm saying to Sydney? I'm like, really, dude? Really? Come on, just right. go home. And Sydney tried to tell him that he's like, go home. Like, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I'm not hating on the movie. I love the movie, oh, yeah. but watching that was just heartrending because it's like, oh come on, man. And the thing was, Sydney maybe needed some help. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, he'd just been robbed, and that was as a kid. I'm always just like, well, if he just explains it, he'll have to see that. It's his turn to help out Sydney, but he burned all those bridges with his, with his girlfriend because right. he kept losing. Ah, but I mean, like I said, it's entertaining. I love it. It's great. But that's the part of the movie. It's always just, what kills you. Cause it's like, come on, man, just, just get it right. Yeah. Just get it right. Yeah. So they do, they have one last game and they, they win they win big money, and it's enough so that the Billy can pay off the Stooky brothers that have been kind of chasing him and Gloria around the entire movie, and they, they finally get paid off. They leave, and then he, he kind of decides that even though he's lost Gloria permanently, that he maybe thinks it's not such a bad idea to get a job and, and maybe maybe kind of make an honest living as opposed to hustling yes. all the time. So does ask Sydney. He's like, yes. can, you, you know, can you maybe help me get a job? And, and so them still kind of like – doing their whole back and forth with each other. That's that's where the movie ends is he has lost Gloria, but he's kind of maybe made a step towards not always gambling all his money away. Yes. So, do you think there's any major moments we missed before we go into I don't our, think so. I, th I think we thoughts? covered it all. Okay. All right. In that case, it's time for Deep Thoughts. And now, Deep Thoughts. <gasps> All right. I already said this was the first time I had seen this movie. You've seen this one before. How, how do you remember the first time you saw it? Yeah, it was sometime early in high school. I had a lot of friends that were real into basketball and the basketball scene and the whole thing. And again, I was never any part of that because, my gosh, I just can't play. I, there was a couple times I'd go play and. I'd, I'd like to be good enough that I can at least hang and have a good time. And, and I probably was, I just knew not to shoot, not to dribble, not to do it. Like just, 
anyways, so I had a number of friends that were real into it. So I think we saw it. We were over at a guy's house one night and, and we, we watched the movie. And yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. When I was in, this has nothing to do with the movie. When I was in high school, so I, I cannot play basketball worth anything. When I was in high school, I do feel like I was a bit of a, there was a stretch of time when either when we play during gym class or they'd have like an open gym before school started in the morning. And I feel like I was a bit of a Dennis Rodman. I was, I was a cross. I'll use my, my Chicago Bulls historical knowledge here. I was a do bit it. of a cross between a Steve Kerr and a Dennis Rodman. I could hit the threes pretty well, but, okay. but then I also was more of a kind of a rough and tumble defensive rebounder. Okay. Like, get me anywhere near, because, I, I mean, I'm short. I'm not very tall. You know, get me anywhere near the, the basket itself, and anytime I'm in the paint, it's I am there for the rebounds and for the defense. I am not there to do any kind of scoring at all. So There it is. That was always my, whenever we'd play in high school, that was always, that was my, that was my role on the court was to to play defense, get the rebounds. In fact, I remember I was, I, I remember this one time in particular, I got so up in this one guy's face that yeah. he got so mad at me that he took the ball and he just he shoved the ball right in my nose. I think I was like, oh, I was like bleeding. I, I it never it didn't break it, but I was like my nose was bleeding all over the place. And that he got so mad that I was covering him so much that he couldn't score, and he just got frustrated and he's he like turned around and just shoved the ball like threw it right in my face, just bleeding everywhere. And I think, and this probably didn't help the issue. I think I just started laughing at him. Oh. <laughs> So I don't That's think that pretty that, cool. I don't think that helped. Well, dude, I got to be honest. If if you got hit in the nose and it was bleeding and it was like, and you just start laughing, that's awesome. Yeah, because I don't remember it really hurting that much. I just remember thinking, <laughs> this this is so cool. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that that'd be pretty. I'm just imagining this scene. There's blood over there, and you're just sitting there laughing. That's crazy. Well, yeah, it, was, it was kind of a, it was kind of a Heath Ledger moment before I knew who Heath Ledger was. Right, 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 exactly. You want to know Did where I, I got tell this, you how I got these you, scars? Want to know where I got this bloody nose? I was playing basketball. basketball. And if you gave me the ball, I just wouldn't know what to do with it. Son of a gun. Ultimate Frisbee is more my game. I'm not even good at Ultimate Frisbee, but... Yeah. Okay, so you, yeah, so you saw it You saw at high, high school. Is it something yes. that you watch regularly? No. But I could, if it was on, I'd keep it on. I wouldn't switch the channel. And I, I uh, and watching it this time, I started to just notice a whole bunch of stuff and, and really enjoy it. So I'm trying to think of the last time I saw it, but yeah, it's, it's a great one. Like I'll watch it again. Easily. Easily. Oh, I, I would nope. totally watch it again. It was so much fun. Yes. Yes. What is it that works for you? in this movie. I think we've already kind of hinted at it a little bit, but what is it when you think of this movie, when you saw this one on the list that it was coming up, yeah. what's kind of your first thought of like when you think white men can't jump? What's your first thought? Woody Woody Harrelson, Blade. Wesley, Wesley, Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, those two guys, just awesome together. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then I would say the next tier down is that whole kind of LA focus. It really brings LA to the forefront, you know what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. that's that's a part of the movie as much as anything. And that's pretty cool. And then I would say third thing. And I really noticed it this time is the music. The soundtrack is yes. so, good. so good. I mean, it is, it is amazingly good. Yeah. The soundtrack right up to how they do the 20th century Fox or whatever the opening movie house is. The way they do that theme is pretty awesome. I mean, it's 
just the whole thing is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say probably the same thing. Okay. I, mean, I would say up to this point, and and I wouldn't have known if I had watched this when it came out. The only thing I would have known is I probably would have been I probably would have been floored by Woody from Cheers. Yeah. Being this character in this movie. Okay, so I can give voice to that because that is one of the things that I had like I'm like, really? Yeah. This because I was still I was old enough, but I was old enough, but not to say like, okay, I was beginning to understand that, okay, the actors play people that they're not. So, you know, this Han Solo isn't necessarily what Harrison Ford is like in real life. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, so I was beginning to process that where, okay, Woody from Cheers isn't, isn't really what Woody Harrelson is like. Right. Well, if this movie didn't do it for you, I think Natural Born Killers probably did. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's I, I I think that's what works. For me, having seen this for the first time, what works is exactly what you said, the chemistry between the two main actors. And actually, the, the chemistry between everybody, because Gloria is a great character. Rosie yes. Perez's character, Agreed. she's a great character. The the actress that played Sydney's wife, Tyra Farrell, her character, she is great. Mm-hmm. Just everybody. There are t- sometimes you watch a movie and you've got some superstars, and I don't know that I'd even say at this point Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson were not superstars when they made this movie. I would say this is probably the movie that catapulted them towards being superstars. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you get the stars of the movie, and then everybody else just kind of fades into the background. But mm-hmm. Rosie Perez's character was awesome. Like she was just as much in the thick of it as these other two guys were. Yes, agreed. Everything you said, agreed. Yeah, and you already mentioned the music. Yeah, I was going to kind of bring mm-hmm. that up and, and just yeah, how much fun, how much fun the music. It's always fun when. It's always fun when the music is so seamless that you almost don't notice it. Like mm-hmm. part of the movie, I'm like, it's so much. It's always in the background. It's so much part of the movie and part of the, the the. When they're on the court, that I almost don't notice it. I almost just treat it as if it's background noise that's in the movie. It's the what do they call the diegetic music? Yes. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, this is a great soundtrack. Are you saying that you can listen but can't hear Jimmy? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm also saying it threw me off a bit having not seen this movie before. The movie starts off with just a closer walk with thee. I know. And I was like, wait a minute. What is this movie? Yeah, exactly. And there, there's one that do Mood Indigo, the Duke Ellington mm-hmm. thing. Like, I mean, that that yeah. the the trio at the beginning. Those guys are that's this some real deal. I mean, the mute. Like, I'm gonna go get the soundtrack type good deal. I yeah. mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Do we have any other deeper thoughts about the movie? I mean, I think we've we've said we we've said it's fun. If you haven't seen it, anybody who hasn't seen this one, definitely go see it. Um, mm-hmm. Go track it down. I don't think it was streaming anywhere on any of the major services. I think you actually have to pay for it or, or go find it at your local library or something like that. But so much fun! Like it was uh, unexpectedly. I, my wife and I was was sitting there and I was thinking, oh, I don't I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know, you know, is it just going to be a couple of guys on the basketball court dropping dropping f bombs the entire time? But it was hilarious, and we were just sitting mm-hmm. there laughing the whole time. And uh, there were there were a few lines in the movie here or there that were like, if I could just take out a couple words here and there, I feel like that's good parenting advice. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that, could, mm-hmm. that might be running through my head as I deal with certain situations from time to time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the movie, it's a good story. Yeah. I really, I like it. I like it. I like the movie a lot. And that's sometimes you, you, you can struggle to get a good story in a sports movie. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those that, oh, does yeah. it, that does it well. Yes, agreed, 100%. Because we just did, what was it, a few weeks ago we did The Mighty Ducks? Mm-hmm. Fun mm-hmm. movie. Like, I, had, I really had a lot of time, a, lot, a really good time watching that with the kids. Fun movie, eh, story-wise, eh. But again, it's a, it's a Disney sports movie. It's fine. It does what it needs to do. It, it's inspiring. It's, it's it's all that kind of stuff. But I think sometimes it is tough to balance how they balanced the drama with the humor, with the story, with the sports. This This movie was very balanced. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really just a great movie. Fired uh, on all cylinders. Mhm. All of those things that you said. Full court press, let's put it that way. It's like NBA Jam and they're on fire. They can't miss. Oh, I love NBA Jam. I know. That came out in and around this time too. That was yeah, that was like early to mid 90s. Yep. Yeah. That, oh, here, a little side story, still sports-related. Yeah. Um, and and if my son listens to this, he's probably not going to like it that I'm sharing this information. But okay. uh, we, a few weeks ago, we went to, there is a nickel arcade that's not too far away. And okay. they have an old NFL Blitz arcade game. <laughs> now, this poor child did not realize that his father spent, I don't know, Hours and hours and hours of his life perfecting his NFL Blitz game. <laughs> whether that was in the arcade or whether that was at home on the, probably would have been like the Nintendo 64 or, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I spent just so many hours playing that game and, and consistently pretty much beating anybody that I played at that game. Outstanding. And the child didn't believe that. And so he thought, he's like, well, I, I game all the time. I'm totally going to beat dad. And so then he, he started this whole thing. He's like, well, I'm not going to stop playing until I beat you. I said, okay, well, eventually we do need to go home because, you know, we got we to gotta let the dog out and everybody's got to have dinner and we have to go to bed at some point. So eventually you're probably just going to have to give up. He's like, nope, nope, I'm going to beat you here in just a minute. I don't recall how many games we played. Mm-hmm. And the poor child did just have to give up. Yep. Yep. I'm like, don't just cause you just cause your dad hasn't gamed in a while, don't underestimate the power of the force here. Cause and NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, like those are Yeah. I feel it's your little, wheelhouse. I feel it's a little repetition repetitious to say, but it's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's outstanding, man. Yeah. God, I, I love I love destroying my children's confidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Such a good feeling. Did you ever put the code in NBA Jam into where you could play as, like, President Clinton and Al Gore? I never did do that one. There, there was the one where you could have, like, the massive heads. Yep. And I, there were a few other ones. Yeah, there were. Yeah. Couldn't you be Mr. T, I think? I feel like you could, yeah. Yeah. What? A, it was just a fun game. Yeah. I, I didn't do that as much as the – I had the – the add-on that you could purchase for was it? It wasn't Wolfenstein. It was for Doom, where you could turn okay. all of the demons in Doom into Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Hmm. Did you ever play that one? That's fun. I never did, but I heard about it. That was that was a good time. Yeah. 
All right. I think it's time for three questions. It is time, John. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, question number one. Who's your favorite basketball player of all time? For me, it's easy. It's got to be Michael Jordan. I, uh, you know, watching the last dance, watching, living through that, that time in Chicago history. I mean, there's just no way. And yeah, I I will say to everybody out there going, yeah, you're a fair weather fan. Yeah. Okay. I guess I am. I started watching it. I got wrapped up in it. I, and then it it wasn't the main sport I watched, excuse me, watched. So I kind of drifted away, but it was fun. And, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, that was kind of, he was, he was the guy there. And, and I know that, well, let's cue the arguments. Well, it takes a team, not an individual and let's do blah, 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 blah. Except for all the times that that individual carried the team. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was, and, and that's, did you, you watch the last dance or no? You know, I, I did not get a chance to watch all of it. I've watched parts of it. Okay. And I, I, I really, yeah. need, I need to go back and watch all of it. You know what? It, well, I'll just say they explore that question. Mm-hmm. they've really and michael yeah it's it's yeah dude it's 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 pretty cool bottom line though I, i'd have to say michael jordan but all those guys were fascinating i mean especially when they get dennis rodman and then yeah. on that one chicago thing they had they, they paint different pictures the blues brothers were up there for a while yeah. Every, and they paint the bulls and dennis rodman's hair would change color depending on the temperature i it's just it's just an, it was just an amazing time. It was just very cool. So I, I suppose I'd have to say, I'd have to say Michael Jordan. I mean. Did you ever get, so you're talking about Dennis Rodman's hair coloring, hair color changing. Did you ever get the McDonald's hair change, color change hair cups? I, I did not. We did. I did not. Like McDonald's had these, had these oh. cups that they sold in the, oh, it had to have been in the, in the like mid to late nineties. And it was when you put a cold drink in it, there was an image of Dennis Rodman on the cup. And when you put a cold drink in it, his hair would change color. There it is, man. That's awesome. It was so much fun. We used to have a bunch of those. Yeah. Fun times. My answer is also Michael Jordan. We're going for the, we'll go for the daily double in this one. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm just going to say he was, even before we moved to Chicago, I remember as a kid in Dallas, Texas, Mm-hmm. I loved the Dallas Mavericks. So I had Dallas Mavericks okay. stuff all over my room. We used to go to games all the time. My dad actually worked with one of the Dallas Mavericks. There was a guy who played for the Mavericks, but also worked during the day. He worked at Texas Instruments. Oh, um, there you go. In Dallas. And then at night, he would play for the Dallas Mavericks. His name was Uwe Blob. Like he was from Eastern Eastern Europe. And okay. so, yeah, so his, his day job was working at Texas Instruments. And then, cause I thought it was so funny. We went to a game one time and, and we were walking, I think we were walking past where the players were going to go from the, from the court to their locker room. And we, okay. had, we had to stop cause security was stopping everybody so they could walk through. And as the players are all walking past, I'm like, Oh, that's, 
that's Rolando Blackman. That's it. like I'm starting to see all the players. And all of a sudden, cool. one of these big, tall players turns and sees my dad, and he goes, hey, John, John Reed, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my dad knows a Maverick. That is outstanding. That right is there, so that's cool. <laughs> When they when you when you when you look up street cred, yeah, in the dictionary, mm-hmm. there's a, a video clip of that scene. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was so cool. So I was I was a diehard Dallas Mavericks fan as a kid. However, even though oh. I was a diehard Dallas Mavericks fan, I had the posters I had up in my room were yeah. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, yeah. and a very young Michael Jordan. Yes. So yeah. even before oh, yeah. I moved to Chicago, I was a Michael Jordan fan. And and I remember watching his games before we ever moved to Chicago. And then we moved to Chicago and got to see just some amazing games. Got to go with some friends when they did that in Grant Park, when they did that final celebration after they won their last oh. championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, got to go with some yeah. friends downtown to go see that. Um, oh, so cool. So it was cool. So much fun. And then every once in a while, some of the players would show up and like sign autographs. I think we got, was it Steve Kerr's autograph at the Sears over at the mall? Oh, fun. And what else? Tony Kukoc, one time, I think, was signing autographs at like the Sports Authority in Vernon Hills, not far from where our school district is. And so, yeah, so it was just kind of, and, and living here, actually, I, I worked summers. I worked at a like a full service car wash. I was one of the, I was mm. the, I was the cashier for the car wash, and there you go. Bill Wennington was one of the other players, and he mm-hmm. lived nearby. And he would always bring his car like every weekend. He'd bring his car, and his son was like two or three years old at the time. This was like very early two thousands, and uh, he'd come okay. in all the time and just. I knew exactly who he was. I didn't. I never asked him for an autograph. I just, I would, every once in a while, I'd comment to be like, "Hey, that was it was a really good game you guys had the other day." And he's like, "Yeah, thanks." And it was just very cool to kind of get to see some of the players just out in the wild sometimes. Yes, 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 yes. That is very cool when that happens. So before we go to question two, I am going to put a very, very brief little addendum on my answer for favorite basketball player of all time. I am also going to follow that up with D. Brown, who played for the Fighting Illini during their season where they went to the national championship. That was the, I think it was the 2004 season where they played North Carolina in the finals. And it was he was just fun to watch. Like, he was not the tallest guy on the court. He was fast. He was a little bit smaller than the other guys. But the other fun thing was he and I used to have, it's one of the bigger classes that had like a hundred and whatever people in it, but we used to be in classes together. So I'd like walk down the, I think it was like a, a physical science class it was one of my first years. And it was a class that like everybody had to take. And so I remember like walking down the sidewalk and, and there was D Brown, one of the Illini basketball players. And it was kind of weird because we were the same age, but I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. That is very cool. That is very cool. And that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out is like, do I have like a, like a another play and all that kind of thing. But yeah, that's, that's a very good story, man. Awesome. All right. Question number two, which is the better movie? And I I guess I should have asked if you've seen both of these, which is the better movie Zombieland or blade? Here's my disclosure. I don't have to, I don't, I have not seen Zombieland. You have not. And that is the reaction of everybody today. Poor Dennis was talking about it, and I told him, and he's like, wait, what? That was the <laughs> same reaction. He's like, you have not. And I have it. And so I got I to gotta watch Zombieland. I know I've got to watch Zombieland. If you, I, I, I will take a look. I, in fact, they're all behind me here. I think I have Zombieland 1 and maybe Zombieland 2. 
this also is exactly what Dennis told me. He's like, hang on, I got the DVD. I'll bring it tomorrow. Like, yeah. I have them somewhere. I'll take a look. Yeah, I, I might have to pull those and let you borrow those. Yeah, that's what everyone's like, dude, you haven't. And I'm sure as soon as this episode drops, we'll start getting texts from some of our friends that listen. That'll oh, yeah. be like, Pat, really? Why? Zombieland? What is wrong? Okay, well, so then let's let's follow because my answer, even as much as I love Zombieland, I, I it's hilarious. I love that movie, and I don't want to spoil anything by telling you anything about it. But my answer for this question was still going to be Blade. Okay, like okay, Blade was the first when I when I had when I had enough of a job to save up some money. One of the first things I I plopped down money on was a DVD player. Okay. And one of the first DVDs I bought, in fact, I think it was the first DVD that I bought, was Blade. Oh, cool. I, well, and by virtue of it being expensive and the only movie I had at that point, I watched Blade a lot. Yeah. Like, my, I don't even know if DVD players now have this option. My, the DVD player I had had an option where I could just put the movie on a loop and it would keep playing. Oh, fun. And so I would, this was like one of the, one of the summer or winter breaks during college. And I had the DVD player in my basement bedroom that I had in the house, in my parents' house. And I think there were some times where I just kind of went down in my room and I was either doing stuff or I was like taking a nap or whatever. Cause I'm a college student. I'm, I'm sleeping at, I'm sleeping like a puppy does. I'm like sleeping most of the day. That's your prerogative. And I think I used to put that DVD in and hit the loop button and just let it play over and over and over again. It is such yeah. a fun, such a fun movie. The first one especially. The second one is pretty good too. Third one, I know a lot of people don't necessarily care for the third one as much. I still am okay with the third one, but definitely the first and the, the second one are good. Good to know. Well, I know what's on the shortlist to watch. Yeah. Have you you've seen Blade? I have seen Blade, good. all of them. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, now you guys see Zombieland. And my sister and I would actually quote Blade a lot, too, because she liked that movie as well. I think she liked that movie more for the actor Stephen Dorff, who played the main vampire in that one. Gotcha. I think that was more her draw, but we would be, like we would quote that movie constantly. I'm a, awesome. I'm a naughty vampire god. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be uh, vampire gods. I'm going to be a naughty vampire god. <sighs> yeah. And Chris Christopherson as Whistler, there's just, that's, the, the casting yeah. is, is perfect in that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, question number three. If you could appear on any game show, which one would you be on? Okay, here's, like, man, I am terrible at games. Even if I, you know... I'm just terrible at games. I don't know. I suppose Price is Right. Okay. As I love Bob Barker. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I'll stick with that one. What do you got? The Price is Wrong, Pat. Nice. I would go, and I did try out for it one time. I would go on Wheel of Fortune. Really? You tried out. How'd you do? I did not get on. Like I was okay. in a, I was in a, an auditorium full of people. In fact, I think if it's the same time I'm thinking of, I don't know if I was there the same day she was, but I think one of our coworkers at the middle school actually did get on and actually got on TV. 
That's cool. I remember hearing that. I yeah. don't remember the details, but yeah, yeah, that's very cool. So I think it might have been the same tryouts. I don't think it was the same day. Like we, it was, it was hundreds of people in you know one of the like local convention centers, kind of a deal. Actually, I think it was the might have been the Rosemont. I mean, the Rosemont Horizon and kind of this like stadium arena, kind of like a smaller arena type deal. And it was hundreds of people there. And it was kind of like luck of the draw. It was if your name got called, you know, you were kind of sitting there watching them play kind of the, the mock-up game. And they were just trying to kind of judge how are you going to look on TV? Do you have enough of a personality? Things like that. And I was one of the hundreds of the unwashed matches there that did not <laughs> chosen to go up on stage. Yeah, well, so. sometimes it goes like that. But I can play a mean game of Wordle, so that's the that's the important thing right there. So I feel like I'd be good at, at Wheel of Fortune. The other one, I don't know if you count this as a game show or not. I just remember always seeing the commercials for it. Do you remember back in the '80s when they would always do those commercials for how you could win a Toys R Us shopping spree? Okay. Okay, I'm with you. Like, that would have been my other game show. Like, if it was like, do you ever watch the show Supermarket Sweeps? Yes, uh, maybe once or twice. Where the people, like, go around the grocery store, like, loading up stuff into their cart to see if they can get the most valuable things. Yep, 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 I remember that. I remember as a kid, they would always do these commercials where, I don't know if it was Toys R Us or if it was, like, a local place down in Texas, but whatever it was, there were all these commercials on TV, and I always remember they had this contest where you could win a Toys R Us shopping spree, and they would always show these kids racing down the aisles in Toys R Us. They had, like, three minutes or five minutes or something, and they got a shopping cart, and it was whatever you could fill your shopping cart with. And and as a young lad, I remember watching those commercials and strategically planning out. I'm like, okay, if I won this, I would go directly to this aisle. I would load up on these toys. I would load up on these toys. Then I would go this way. So when we'd go to Toys R Us, like I would be mapping it out in my mind. I'm like, the day I win this, I, I'm. This is my strategy. This is exactly what I'm going to do. What you need. So I, I was gonna go for like the He-Man toys, the Star Wars toys, and the Muscle Men. Okay. Those were kind of my weakness. That's what you were gonna do. Maybe a skateboard. <sighs> Maybe a skateboard. I just see you running down the aisles, like pushing the cart with your hand out, like to just trap all the. You ever oh, seen I, those in the movies where just do, 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 do all the stuff spunk? Yeah. I was, but yes, as a young child, I would watch those commercials and I would be like, <laughs> "It will be mine." Oh yes, it will be mine. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Pat, I, I think we've done the Lord's work here. I think we've I think we've done it. All we got to do is just cue a closer walk with thee. I mm-hmm. I think it was a fun discussion about a really fun movie. Go see this movie. It's great. Yeah, it is so much fun to watch. So go find it. Like I said, I think you have to pay for it if you're going to stream it somewhere or uh, go find it at your local library or somewhere like that. Or if it happens to be on TV, I don't know if they even show movies on TV anymore. Stop. Don't flip channels anymore and go watch this one. Yeah. So. Do. Do go see it. All right. And do go visit our website, 30podcast.com. We are at 30podcast on most of the different social medias. We're, we're mostly active on Twitter, a little bit on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram, some of those other places. I haven't done the TikTok yet. Just haven't. I don't know. I don't know if I'm too old for the TikTok. I don't know, John. I think you're not too old for anything, but I think it's okay not to have TikTok. Okay. It's probably all right. I, I, I do watch TikTok, but it's mo- mostly for the funny baby and puppy videos. Yes. 
Yes. On occasion, I did just follow the Fighting Illini marching band TikTok account, which is kind of fun to listen to. Well, that's cool. I bet you hear some good stuff there. There's, there's some good stuff there. They just started up their season, so they had a bunch of videos they put up recently. Well, all right. Very cool. Well, our next episodes, this actually finishes off the month of August for us, so we are marching on ahead towards September. The month of September, if you join us on Patreon, any level of support, there are levels of support on there where you get to tell us what to watch, join us for an episode, stuff like that, but any level of support each month, even even like a dollar a month, would get you access to all the bonus stuff that we've got going on over on Patreon, and it just helps support the running of the show. You know, there are some costs involved to running the show, so it just, it every little bit helps out for us to be able to keep doing the show and hopefully constantly improving the show and the quality of the show and everything else for all of you lovely people that are listening. So yeah, head on over there and uh, even just a little bit each month would get you access to all of our bonus stuff. Coming up in September, our main Patreon episode, the full length episode, usually about an hour, hour and a half or so, we'll be talking about the Dark Crystal from 19... 19- <laughs> Excuse me, I get I get all choked up when I think about the Dark Crystal. We've got actually all three of our our Patreon and our Patreon shorts, the two shorts, all three are from 1982. We've got the Dark Crystal is our main episode, and our two shorts will be Cat People from 1982 and Cue the Winged Serpent from 1982. Nice, so some nice, nice uh, some nice B movie horror stuff going on there. And then for the rest of the month of September, we've got Medicine Man. We've got our special 40th anniversary Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Looking forward to that one. Hopefully we will also get on one of our Patreon co-executive producers on here to talk about that one. Then we've got Lorenzo's Oil, Forever Young, Death Becomes Her. And then we swing on into October. October is always one of my favorite months of the year. Our Patreon for that one is The Last House on the Left from 1972. Patreon short is Airplane 2 from 1982. And then we'll have one other Patreon short. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be just yet, but we will be planning that one out. So there will be one more that month. And then our regular episodes will be Bram Stoker's Dracula, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Army of Darkness, and Alien 3. So all kinds good, of... Good good times are ahead, my friend. All kinds of fun stuff. All kinds of fun movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patrick, I always have a lot of fun talking movies with you. John, it's been great, and, and especially talking about a good movie. I know, and and just always, it's one of those fun movies that just sometimes we get the movies and we're like, yeah, okay, this was good, it was entertaining, it was, it was Delaware. <laughs> Look, I'm in Delaware. I'm in Delaware. This one was not. This one was. This one was fun. It was so much fun. So definitely go check it out. Yes, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed listening. We hope you come back next week. We hope. That, we hope that may your Jump shots be nothing but net, and hopefully you can jump because we can't. John, I am touched by your words. I mean, I'll try, but I feel like I'd mess up my ankles. <laughs> I'm that old that, like, even the idea, even the idea of jumping, just makes me think like, eh, it's not worth it. Not a not 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 a good idea from what no. you're you're seeing. No, no. Now <sighs> now now lunging. Lunges. Yeah. Like, I can do lunges. I can also lower my shoulder and, and like run into something. I'm much more of the football, yeah. much more of the football kind of person. You need we, we need strength at all positions, John, mm-hmm. right? Not everyone can be you gotta yeah. find you gotta bloom where you're planted. Mine mine is more of a football type movie. It's it's white men can smash. Oh, well to see there you go. I think I'd do that. It's it's I, I team up with the Hulk to play football. 
got I see nothing wrong with this. I, I think it's a great idea. I'm excited. I only I only see upside. I only see upside. I, I love this plan. <laughs> and I'm happy to be a part I'm of it. Happy to, I was excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Go watch this movie. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye now.